0: You for me, for our purposes out there. So, hey guys, it's Coach Conway. I am here with Is it Dane Anar? Is that how you pronounce the last name? Anyar. Anyar. All right. So, I trill that. Need to have a little uh, mark over the top of it. Um, And he's been on several uh, group coaching calls with me over the last couple of weeks. And I just really have uh, appreciated his perspective. It's really obvious that he stands out on what he's doing online. So, I just want to take a minute to kind of have a casual conversation with him. Uh, to share with us, you know, some of his tips, tools, best practices, and what you're doing out there. So Tell us a little bit about, you know, if you feel like if you've got, like, a a, a secret sauce or a niche or something you may be doing that you don't see a let alone officers doing out there, What what is uh, it?
1: I mean, for me, it's, it's my production or my level of production, my production quality, um, because I have professional-grade equipment and that I can produce things that are, you know, high uh, – you know, high quality and and content that's actually going to be engaging and not just me standing up against a wall with, you know, just talking, staring at a a teleprompter or whatever. Uh, Like I try to make my stuff more relatable with, with my consumers, with the people that I market to the most, um, just because they're going to find me more trustworthy if they feel like I'm not just trying to sell them another product, you know?
0: So you're trying to engage with them at a higher level and video is one of the platform that you use to do that with. Absolutely. So I just like
1: creating video too. So it's been a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. I tell you that's something Tim Davis challenges us all the time to do as coaches is find something that your coaching clients like to do that also has a business benefit for them. And it's kind of like find something you enjoy. You never work another day of your life, right?
1: Yep, exactly.
0: So that's a part of it. You tell us how you, how you place yourself, position yourself, as far as online, are there different platforms that you're publishing this to, or <clears throat> one in particular, or what?
1: Well, so I mainly focus on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, I'll post like the YouTube link on my LinkedIn and whatnot. I, To be honest, I haven't really used my LinkedIn ever since I, I left my recruiting career, so I have a ton of connections on there, but I just don't ever use that network for whatever reason. <laughs> um, I really should. But Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube have been the three that I focus the most on. And then just – I've been testing a lot of different methods of delivery to determine what's going to get me the most uh, organic traffic to either a video on YouTube or to the video on on Facebook from whatever avenue that it's coming from. So there's – just tons of different testing that I'm just still collecting data on because I'm still relatively new to movement and I'm still relatively new to really putting a ton of this, a ton of effort into my marketing and advertising um, and actually tracking all the data that I'm getting from it too.
0: Okay, so, so let's talk about content. I get people asking me all the time, you know, hey coach, uh, how do you come up with the content, what you're going to be talking about? What do you, what do you do,
1: Dane? Uh... What was it rip off and and
0: deploy the R and D? Yeah, rip off,
1: yeah R and D rip off and deploy. I mean, that's really what it boils down to, because there's so many people on YouTube that that cater to different uh, demographics, and and we all come up with various ideas of content, and it's taking that content, not necessarily plagiarizing it 100, percent, but just saying like, okay, that's a good topic to talk about. Let me talk about it in my own specific way, or my tone, or my manner, or to my people. Uh, I also realized too that people, as much as we as L.O.S. really want to believe that we know everything and that you know everything is so simple to understand understand about a mortgage, our consumers aren't like that. And so I can take like yeah, I can talk about the entire home buying process in five minutes, but it's just going to go right over their head. So I'm going to take this itty bitty little portion and I'm going to extend it out as long as possible. And and make a you know five to ten minute video on it on just this tiny little thing which to you and me is just like oh duh to everybody else they're like when you explain it to them
0: yep so I think it's a really good point Tim Davis gives a formula for that and I've shared that I think with you guys on one of our group calls before us you know you pick one topic share three things about it make a three minute video and that's a kind of a quick in and out and you're just taking on that and expanding and applying maybe ten things about. One particular topic, like how has yeah. what's going on right now with COVID 19 affect the appraisal industry? Yeah. Let's go I try
1: to make my, I try to also always add like some sort of uh, real life scenario that would go along with it to put it into context. And then that way, like, I can explain it to a person. Some people, their learning types, they need to be more immersed into the situation and actually okay. like, picture themselves in it and so i try to put in some sort of relatable scenario that people are gonna be like oh okay yeah i totally know somebody who's done that yeah i can totally see you know why that would be beneficial to that person
0: so i think that falls into the, the, the old information tells but stories sell yep so you got stories to sell and all the great influencers opinion influencers out there tell stories i mean it's actually a, a template for speaking, uh, there's a formula for that. So as I was going through some John Maxwell training, um, they give you kind of a shorthand as you're listening to a speaker to go through where they give you payoffs. So, well, so it's a joke or mm-hmm. a story and the amount of payoffs that you've got and stories that you got versus the actual hard knowledge learning. And what you'll find out is the best speakers out there spend a lot more time in the storytelling and the payoff mode than they do in the actual creating the information because that makes it engaging entertaining so i love that
1: i agree 100 percent.
0: so can you share with us a little bit of you know the behind the scenes the technical stuff and i don't necessarily mean the equipment but um are you taking the same video or are you sharing it across multiple platforms does it need to be changed or anything or edited between that or is it
1: uh i mean i could take that extra step but i'm all about efficiency and so there's no like if I wanted to to edit it specifically for IGTV where I have to instead of it being landscape it has to be in portrait mode. Um, I found out that you can just still upload a landscape portrait or landscape mode video into IGTV and all you have to do is just turn your phone sideways and you can watch the entire thing. Um, there's I've I've yet to really find any reason to have to create multiple versions of a video. The only time the only two versions I create is my high res one and then a super, super low res one that I can upload to compliance. So that way they're not pissed that I'm just posting videos without their knowledge.
0: <laughs> so the, the low res, I guess I'm, I'm missing the point there. So you give that one to compliance so they can view it? Is that what the deal is? Uh,
1: their website just doesn't allow for large files. To it. be uploaded and so like gotcha. my videos are anywhere from 700 megabytes to two gigs big so right. but if i do a low res file it's like 30 megabytes and it uploads to the other site just fine
0: so is there any limitations on size on some of the other the social media platforms you share? Not that
1: i've found nobody's like i haven't come across anything that uh told me that a file was too large to to render or to upload and also i mean nowadays they're like youtube can support 8k cameras so i mean that's 16 gigabyte video for, you know, five minutes of content. Right. And so I'm nowhere near that by any means. And if YouTube support it, they can support my little dinky video.
0: <laughs> That's good stuff there. So I know Tim Davis and I've talked about, and and he went out and bought all the equipment and everything like that. Uh, and I may be tossing you a, a softball or you, you may not completely get this, but for the normal loan officer out there, what is, is there any special special equipment you think you think that's necessary for them to start doing video on their own?
1: Uh, two things: lighting and a good microphone. Okay. Um, that's like the two biggest things that I could recommend to anybody. There's a lot of people that utilize like ring lights, and I mean it's all just personal preference. But but if you light yourself properly and you have a decent phone, the phones can, the like cameras on phones nowadays are just insane. They're so 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 good, but you have to have good lighting to make it look. Proper and then sound audio, just a good lapel microphone. Like, I have one up here that I could be using, it's just a little lapel mic. Um, and you put that, that on your and, phone.
0: What's is, that? Is that also compatible with the phone? Or,
1: yeah, so I have one that's specifically for like iPhone and, and Android and stuff like that. And I don't know where I put it, I lost it somewhere. But uh, <laughs> this one, I mean, that one, the one that I just pointed out, is hooked up to my little audio interface thingy, my that right. I have over down here.
0: And I think I appreciate that. That's what Tim had told us before is, you know, so many people overthink this and he's got all the fancy equipment, but I think what it comes down to is a lot of officers are busy. And mm-hmm. I get asked all the time, what's the best CRM, the CRM that you're going to use? What's yeah, the best exactly. to film video with? Whatever you're going to film it with. And what he found is, like you said, you want to do a podcast, download the Anchor podcast app. You hit a button on your phone and you, you can record a podcast, but across all platforms. Yeah. You want to put a video definitely. up on YouTube? You know, grab it's your phone, phone. <laughs> record it, publish it yep. to YouTube immediately out there. Yeah. Let's no, cut.
1: I, I, for, for a hot minute, I was trying to do things from my phone. Like I went and bought the brand new iPhone for the better video camera on it. Right. But I'm just too much of a perfectionist to not do everything to the highest standard that I have available to me just because that's just my personality. So right. like, that's why all of my videos are shot in such high clarity and, you know, such, you know, expensive equipment because I have all of it
0: right so you know why not use it like you said and then and that's the thing you know you get uh, a kick out of you enjoy producing that type of quality content out there Mm -hmm. and that is kind of what sets you apart from others it's just more obvious when you look at what your uh, video contents like That's good stuff up there so tips for somebody that wanted to to get started Uh, is there a particular platform that's easier Start on Facebook, start on YouTube, reasons why they might use one or the other?
1: I would I would tell somebody to start on their Facebook just because they already have friends and family that are already connected to them and to be open and honest about feedback and to be open to receiving feedback as well. Because there's a lot of people that go into this thinking that if they're not perfect like everybody else on YouTube, that they're not going to be good enough, therefore they're not going to succeed. And that's just a really bad mindset to be in because- we all suck at whatever it is that we do for the very first time, right? So there's no point in trying to come out the gate thinking that, oh, I'm gonna be the best at this, you know, and, and if I don't hit a certain threshold that I'm not gonna continue doing it. Uh, that was me for a long time, where if I didn't do it, like I would spend so much time thinking, 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 you know, like how, how do I plan for this? And then I'd execute finally and I'd be late to the game or, you know, I'd come out and it wouldn't even be as good as I, I expected it to be. And so from, for those that are instead of, you know, outside of the, the advice of just go and do it, it's, you know, be, be open to sharing it with everyone. Because you're opening a part of your life to people that you don't even know that are going to watch you and judge you and, and all sorts of stuff. And you have to be okay with that.
0: One of the things that I've seen as I was coaching a particular coaching client, her name was Tamara. So if she happens to see this, she'll probably get a chuckle out of this, but I had a really hard time getting her out of her comfort zone to do video. And a matter of fact, I did not get her out of her comfort zone to do video. Um, It was a friend, a mutual friend of ours uh, that that coaches uh, uh, the military mortgage boot camp folks. And he had more of that, Boot camp mentality where he got up in her face is like, This is what you're gonna do. Yeah, uh, I, need, I need help. She's like, I see, like me. He's like, You go do your first video, and we'll talk about giving you help. But I tell you what, her first video, she did it from a production standpoint, and everything yeah. like it was awful, right? And she'll admit it that was awful, like that. But it had like 2,000 views, right? Very first video that she puts out really? there, and it connected her in a level with her community because it was authentic, man.
1: Yeah, She's that's, a veteran
0: herself, and it related yeah. to people that were veterans, and yeah. it really, I think she'll tell you today that that kind of launched her career in connecting with veterans and uh, whether they're a realtor, I think it was one of them was a county commissioner that she got connected with, and it gave her the confidence she needed to pursue that farther and I tell you, she really caught on fire uh, in, awesome. in her business because of one authentic video that she really didn't want to do. Quality wasn't great, but I tell you, it was right from the heart.
1: And that's, I, you, you hit a really good point being people need to be authentic and, and genuine in their videos because there's a lot of, I've seen a lot of videos get put out, especially within like the mortgage and real estate industry that are, that immediately you can tell that the person uh, in the video is just trying to sell you they they don 't care about your situation they don 't care about your business. they just want your money. they just want your commission and those are the videos that aren 't going to get very far because people can 't relate to that and so with my videos i I you know do all my antics and like one of the things that i i am getting away with and i didn 't think that I would get away with with compliance is swearing in my videos, but I'll bleep my swear word out. But the fact that my clients, like my clients all know that I cuss like a sailor and all my clients cuss like sailors too. But when they watch a video of me, you know, like putting out information about mortgages and I drop an F bomb or I drop something else and I bleep it out, they're like, that's dang. That is exactly that, how that
0: he talks. in, right? That is
1: an authentic, you know, comment from, from him about that topic.
0: That's awesome, man. So in my book, not trying to plug my book, but I've got a a relational experience that I share in there. When I first started playing golf, I, I didn't play in competition up to the level that I should have. And the reason that I didn't is I was trying to be somebody that wasn't me. I call it playing in your own skin. So I had this vision growing up in Texas that I needed to be like some of the best Texas golfers. And it just so happens, two of the best golfers that's ever lived grew up in Texas and actually knew and played against each other as kids. And they were both, uh, well, one in particular had a very stoic type personality. So I thought, well, if I wanna be like Hogan, I need to play like Hogan, I need to be like Hogan. And what I became was this very, you know, isolated, separated type person on the golf course, taking it way, way too seriously, get through play and have a huge headache and wouldn't really perform because I was putting so much pressure on myself you know, you're not comfortable when you're being something that you really aren't. And other people pick up on that. what I found out much too late in life really was I played a lot better when I was just out with my buddies kicking around, having fun. So it took me a while to figure out what the difference was between competition and just going out and playing with my buddies, and that—that was it. I wasn't being true to myself, being my natural self. So yeah,
1: definitely. I mean, I—I I did the same thing. Like, and I played for two years. I just did a ton of tournaments as a golfer because I was like, I wanted to be in competitive mode with with other friends and whatnot. And then, I just didn't play well. Like, I—I I was too busy getting getting caught in my head of like, how am I gonna, you know, make sure that I t- make top three or I can take some of the cash pot home. But then after I did that, I got really good during those two years. Like, I definitely improved my skill. But when I finally just was like, I'm not doing tournaments anymore and just go out and play with my buddies, like, it's so much more fun because I can play a good round. I can, you know, talk trash with my buddies and, and you know, do whatever we do on the golf course and, you know, have fun.
0: Yep. So one of the things you hit that I want to circle back around to, I, I, uh, I don't know why I got off on a tangent somewhere on that, but you're talking about – Uh, measuring what's working out there so what how do you pay attention to that are you just looking at likes and stuff on Facebook or are there other uh, analytics that you're using out there to kind of figure out what's gravitating with your I've been
1: using um like the the core analytics that come with like Instagram and Facebook are, are actually really intuitive and actually do provide a lot of data But I'm not necessarily looking, like, of course, I'm looking at how many likes and comments and stuff like that happen on a post. But I'm also factoring in, you know, what is the post about? What is the type? Like, what is the media behind the post? Is it a blog post? Is it a video? Is it a picture? Is it a meme? Who is it targeted to? Is it to the the consumer, to other mortgage loan officers, to real estate agents? And there's just all these various variables that allow me to be like, okay, this worked for this section and this worked really well over here. So I'm going to put more effort into this over there, more effort into this over here. Like one thing that I found out in the last week and a half is uh, animated little like less than three second animated GIFs on Instagram and turn them into memes and, and make them a relatable commentary to to our industry i've literally probably almost 1200 percent like grown in in traffic and and engagement on instagram just from those memes and it's like oh all right and like these are people from all across the country who have no idea who i am and, and they don't care who i am but they found something that was funny that they related to that they're like oh my gosh that's hilarious and it just brought more traffic in
0: so when you have something like that, what, what is the actual, what do you think the business um, collateral, if you will, or what's the business asset? How does that help you when you're engaging like that? With, I mean, do those people actually come and follow you then at that point? Or what what do you get out of it, I think?
1: Depends, like usually I'll go and follow the person if they like the photo, I'll go through the entire list of people that liked it and I'll just follow every single one of them. And then that way, and then some of them will fall back, some of them won't. Um, I've gained a lot of, a handful of, of coffee dates before, like back when we were able to go out for coffee. Right. Um, uh, just from liking people's posts on Instagram and just shooting them a message to be like, hey, like, I really like your Instagram. That's super cool. And they respond and then a conversation starts and then I can pitch them and say, hey, you know, we should go grab a cup of coffee. Uh, but it just makes it less invasive and less salesy when I can actually create a relationship with the person and actually like talk to them because i've noticed that pretty much every real estate agent at least up here in washington is like oh you're a loan officer okay i already have one like i don't want to talk to you because i don't want you to sell me etc etc but when i'm introduced to a to a real estate agent by a mutual friend somebody that can essentially vet like vet me and, and vouch for me that real estate agent is like oh yes we should be friends let's talk let's let's partner up let's do this let's do that because there's somebody that Said he's good at like he's good enough for me to recommend him to you.
0: I love that. You know, you thought, brought up something else that I think is really interesting about having a particular skill set that you have. Is yeah, you may have a really good loan officer, but he can't do video like I can.
1: So and, and I've done that. I've I've definitely pulled that angle many many times with with real estate agents. And like I have one real estate partner who. It, primarily deals in just like million to three million dollar homes only and i actually met her because she was dating a friend of mine a long story but anyway she uh super bubbly super fun we got along really well and probably about a year and a half after we had met i had actually rebranded i helped her rebrand her entire real estate business and so it was more vibrant more colorful and i actually gave her this up op- like gave her the ideas and the tools to be able to say okay this is this is what you really, like, this is an authentic you. Like, this is really who you are. Let's show the world, but also do it in a professional, right. you know, trustworthy manner.
0: I love that, man. And I think, you know, that's that's something that um, we need to think about as loan officers out there. So when I have a loan officer sat down with a, uh, a new realtor referral partner, there's a process that I go through. I learned some of it from the core, and it's asking them, you know, what their three non-negotiables are. Uh, asking them what their biggest challenge in the business is. It's not different really than a lot I go through with a coaching client of my own. Uh, And some realtors take it when you're asking them, you know, what their challenges are. They only give you challenges related to the mortgage industry. Mm -hmm. Why does that have to be? And that's something that's, I help open people's mind up is everybody out there has something to contribute to somebody else. You are an expert at something that the majority of people that you are in your sphere Uh, you're better than, you know, Mm -hmm. there's always something that you've got. So when I ask people what their biggest challenge is, I don't care what it is. I I don't really, if it's real estate related, because I can do one or two things. If it's not something that I'm personally good at, I may know somebody that's really good at and I can connect them.
1: 100%. I agree. It may
0: be something that I'm good at. So that's, you know, a backdoor angle in, if you're really authentically wanting to help people, get, dig deeper into them, you know, Let's get the real, what's your what's your biggest challenge out there? And if they will share the truth with you, then you may be able to help them in a way they may not vision. That might not get you business today, Yeah, get a relationship that may get you a business a year from now. Absolutely. Five years. So.
1: I agree 100% on that. Awesome. This is very much what I do with with my business as well.
0: Yep, well, I love it, man. I, we've used a, a 30 minutes of time, and I was thinking we might have been able to wrap it in 15, but there was too much good stuff that was going on here. So, Dane, thanks so much for for so uh, very welcome. For Thank you helping out out there. Well, let's give you a chance to plug yourself. How do we find you?
1: Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Instagram and Facebook at dane.the.mortgage.guy, Mortgage Guy, or you can also check me out on my website at DaneTheMortgageGuy.com, or if you really want to Find out more about me. Literally,
0: just Google who is
1: Dane, and you will find
0: everything about me. Who is Dane? The Great Dane, right? <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your time, in. Of uh, sure. and- thank you. I appreciate yours. We'll-, we'll talk to you soon. Awesome, talk to you soon. Have a good one, Coach Conway. To every wonderful par.